What's shaking, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. Do you notice something unique about the panel this week? Um, it's a bit shiny, I guess you could say. <laughs> Welcome to Three Bald Men and TiVo presents <laughs> the Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price top 10. Shout out to everybody in the live chat while you guys are congregating i do believe you guys asked for some music who am i to say no so uh while you guys are congregating just say the word What is shaking you tuba nights welcome to the thursday offer list although i think you got a good chance of getting one maybe two uh i will say there is a six-figure book on today's list which blew my mind and our man from Amsterdam, back from the great abyss auto say it was good to the people but it's good everybody happy to join all my follically challenged brothers and my man with a full head of tonight what's good everybody glad to see everybody i'm glad i could join in tonight yeah, um, Bolo, say what's good to the people. That's right, the bald brethren in the building. You know, I love the <laughs> comments. Great to see. Excited about the list. Yo, this might be the list where I have the most amount of books I may have ever had doing this show. So I'm kind of excited. Uh, I can't wait to kind of like 
rub that in a bit. Yeah, Bolo I'm, straight flexing already. All yeah, right. I'm telling you, I'm taking offers most weeks, so I'm here this week. <laughs> all right. Speaking of offers, Gabe loves 90s comics. Say what's up, Gabe. Speaking of offers, we all look like giant goose eggs here with our shiny bald heads. So, I know. I I feel like I'm I'm with the Watchers. I'm not. I'm the only one that, that like I'm like Stanley when he was with the three Watchers on the Moon River. <laughs> but, but you guys' head aren't that big, so you know you got that going for you. So uh, eternally, everybody really that big. This is gonna be a yeah. hot list too, everybody. So watch yeah. out. So hey, in. if. You, if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe, like the video. Um, you know, when we hit 8,000 subs, we're going to give away some crazy stuff. I noticed subs have been uh, been trickling lately, so let's, let's bump that up, guys. Sub up if you haven't. If you're on the podcast, that listens on the Rewind. We go live every Thursday and Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. The show is sponsored to us by our good friends over at CoverPrice.com. Sign up for your price guides, collections, and trends, movers, and shakers, and of course, the top 10 list. The show is also sponsored by our friends over at KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to save yourself some McRib money. Yes, they do have something dropping uh, tomorrow at noon Pacific, or excuse me, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, and Jack is back. Look at this incredible cover. This is uh, Tech, I think, 1050. This is the Will Jack ex cover. Look at how gorgeous that is, man. So Tech 1050. So make sure you check out Kira's Comics. Set your alarms, your clocks, whatever you got to do. Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. It drops tomorrow. That is Friday, okay? They also had this Clayton Crane, but, man, this is gorgeous. I really dig in Will Jack's um, uh, style, man. A uh, lot more cats doing this kind of almost photorealistic style. So, um, as always, the show is going to – is uh, let's talk about it, man. This show basically it comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This just changes several times a day. So make sure you check it out every day to reveal some of the hottest trending books on the market. Uh, and then I didn't say we didn't say who's going to go what. So I'll just pick it out. Gabe, you go first. Otto, you go second. And uh, Jack, you go. Let me see. There's one on here that I think you should do. So let me see which one that is. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's six. So third is perfect. All right. All right. So Gabe's going to start it off with the shakers list and uh, see what's shaking today. If you have an offer, don't feel bad. A lot of us will. Um, also, before we get started, um, you know, I'll bring this up later. All right, but let's kick it out. Let's kick things off. This is an alphabetical order, by the way. So there's no like, you know, high sale or anything like this. So we just put them alphabetical. So what's up first, Gabe? All right. So today we got our first Silver Age book. We're looking at Amazing Spider-Man number 16, way back in that Silver Age in 1964. This issue marks the first meeting between Spider-Man and Daredevil. In it, the evil ringmaster has put Spidey under a hypnotic spell, forcing him to battle it out with Daredevil beneath the big top. Although considered one of the more important Silver Age uh, ASM books, it was still impressive to see a record $20,000 sale for a CGC 9.6 this week. More than doubling the previous record high in that grade, it, it's clear Spidey fans are still hot to trot for these early Spider-Man issues. And we all know right now the biggest, a big trend is those first meetings. So we know this is going to be a part of that kind of trend, all these first meetings going on these days. Yeah, that's, I am, this is, wow. I mean, you know, all these Amazing Spider-Man, like 1 through 50, you know, typically all the rogues galleries are the expensive ones, but this mm -hmm. is one of the ones where, 
I don't think it's the first appearance of the ringmaster. If it is, nobody really cares, but it's the first meeting of Daredevil in his old golden suit. I dig that suit, man. I wish they I hope they bring that back if they ever do it. Although it's not very stealthy, right? I mean, if you're bright yellow flying through the air at night, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. But uh, it works out for Moon Knight. I mean, he's basically wearing on all off-white suits. We'll see how that works. So uh, number one on the list is Amazing Spider-Man number 16 from 1964 for a cool 20 grand. 20 grand. All right. All right, next up, uh, what do we got for the next one on the list, Otto? You're muted. You muted yourself. I'm muted, man. I can't believe this. I can't even do Gotta this. Gotta love Otto every single go, time. Man. That's it. But listen, 95, 1995 goodness, Blade the Vampire Hunter number eight. Uh, this only lasted 10 issues. Due to its scarcity, the first issue has been pricey since Blade was first rumored to appear in the MCU, selling for a fair market value of seventy-one bucks raw and five hundred and ten dollars in a nine-point-eight. The last four issues, seven to ten, are also climbing in value. For example, number eight sells for a, a fair market value of thirty-one dollars raw and hit an all-time high of six hundred and twenty-five dollars for a CGC nine-point-eight just last week. Why the high price? It's the only 9.8 in the census of only six copies graded. Oh, my God. On uh, the listing, the seller claimed it was the only modern cover featuring two characters. Uh, while this isn't true, as they're together on the 2010 one-shot Blade, The Curse of the Mutant number 1, which is a great cover, uh, and the upcoming Morbius number 7 from 2022, with that said, it's one of the few and could be a great book to pick up. Man, this book has been – people have been showing us, and they're out there. Yeah, in particular, Matrix Comics, who actually sold this one. And uh, I remember him posting about it and complaining. And uh, I hope you feel bad about yourself because now, look, you're on your book is on here. I'm just kidding, man. You know, hey, sometimes it takes time, man. So um, but congratulations to Matrix Comics for uh, selling this bad boy for six twenty five. Who would have thunk this just a few years ago? Right. I mean, kind of kind of this nuts. Is wild. I mean, definitely dollar bin fodder for. A, oh, a, a long, long time, right? I meant uh, so. Congratulations to Matrix Comics, um, and we didn't do this out of guilt, you know. So it just takes time, man. But I uh, hope you appreciate it. So uh, right now, I'm gonna boot you out of the live chat. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> all right. So, Blade the Vampire Hunter issue number eight from 1995. Holy cow, six twenty-five in a nine point eight. Congratulations to you, man. All right, what do we got up next? Oh, here we go. This get ready for this. This is gonna blow your minds. Get ready for a giant offer. Yeah, this is big boy book time. We're talking Crime Does Not Pay, number 24 from Lev Gleason in 1942. How brutal is this cover? This is a perfect example of why pre-code horror truly deserves sensory back in the mid-century. While this cover alone is enough to generate demand, this issue also features the first appearance of Mr. Crime, who is considered to be the first comic book anthology narrator. Mr. Crime was never seen by the characters in the stories. He was a special being that was on, that was there only to push the characters by whispering in their ears into committing an evil act. This week, the hard-to-find PCH cover sold for a new high sale of $102,000. That's right, $102,000 for a CGC 9.4 on Heritage, shattering the last high of $21,600 for a 9.0 in 2018. Seriously! By pre-code whore, like today. Amazing. We were just talking about a book from 1942 in a 9.4. 
But then you think about remember that action comics that was that was what was a 9.0 or something crazy like that um but yo crazy one hundred and two thousand dollars, James. Do you have this on uh, on your list, King of Golden State? Man, I'm just kidding, man. But uh, that is nuts, man. Crime does not pay. Issue number twenty four, nine point four for a hundred and two grand. Um, I mean, we don't say where it was bought from, but can you just imagine? You know, I would say at auction, even the the fees you would have to pay for a book that sells for one hundred two thousand dollars, still worth it. But you know, good lord, that is amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, that one said it was bought at Heritage, so Heritage, you're looking at yeah, what big thirty percent, right? Yeah, and then and then there's a huge buyer's premium too, as well, for the person who bought this. Yeah, so hey, but you know, may, hopefully they bought it for really cheap and they still ended up on top. But uh, wait till the Mac tax man calls at the end of the year. That's what I can say. All right, so crime does not pay issue number 24. Lev, leave Gleason Comics from uh, 1942, 9.44, That is literally down payment for a house. Well, in California, at least. Um, other places you can probably <laughs> straight out buy a house, but uh, that's definitely a 10% down payment. In that's a most brutal cover, too. That's that doesn't happen to people like us who don't have have hair so we're okay <laughs> there right, you go right, right. You, so you're just talking about me basically here as yeah, i show so the, watch out. as i show the panel there we go that look at those big bald beautiful heads on these fellas all right all right what do we got up next all right coming up next is crow number one from caliber press 1989 we've been talking about crow on the show lately so something's going on the crow is simply one of those bronze age characters that defy comic laws Trapped in an infinite loop of content hell. Uh, this is one of those properties begging for a streaming show. Despite nothing currently in development, it's been skyrocketing in a massive in a massive way for the past two years, culminating this week's all-new high sell from Heritage at a massive eighteen thousand dollars for a nine point eight, obliterating the highest sale of three thousand. $236 for a 9.8 in 2020. Just a shocking sale that makes us realize how important it is to focus more on some of these Bronze Age independent keys. Yeah, can you imagine this book trying to get it in 9.8 all black cover? I mean, good lord. Um, but it's so tough. One of the most underrated uh, comic book movies ever with Brandon Lee. Rest in peace, Brandon Lee. But oh. that was an actual great, great Movie, perfect movie. You know. Perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, another yeah, thing to keep another thing to keep an eye on on the publishing side is um, a lot, uh, basically all of the licensed properties that are currently uh, on IDW are making moves in their contracts going into 2023, and I expect to see some sort of announcement surrounding The Crow at some point this year. Um, I think that will get some added attention on the comics. Could could see a bump uh, depending on what a new launch, the success of it could bring. Yeah, this is almost one of those unenviable, unenviable tasks to be cast as the crow, right? Because Brandon right. Lee was such iconic in that, you know, not, you know, he, he kind of stepped out of the shadow of being Bruce Lee's son when he did that film uh, and just absolutely killed it. Yeah. It was really different for its time. It was dark, you know, and, you know, it was, uh, you know, you know, just a tragedy really, behind him being killed on the set uh, yeah. accidentally. You know, we've seen that recently in today's news. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, how rare is it? What, what yeah, 
to have live rounds and on a set. It's not like uh, the that movie Rust is, you know, obviously a really tragic example, but it happened to Brandon Lee. And then you just think about the the curse of the the Lee family, his father and him him dying. It's kind of sad. They they were both in literally their prime when they passed away. So uh, man, the crow number one. I've always wanted this book, but I don't think I'll be able to get it now. <laughs> At least in a nine point eight. Um, all right, so. Uh, uh, the Crow, number one from Caliber Press, 1989, 18 grand for a 9.8. Hey, I finally got one on the list. What's next? Yeah, you muted yourself again, Otto. You muted yourself, Otto. I darn it. Here we go. Tim, you're screwing me on this because you know I'm going to have a hard time saying this. This is the Edge of Spider Verse, number two, the Saya Oum fifth print, the comic bug color limited only to 3,000. Came out in 2014, and due to the very loose rumors of Sony developing a Spider-Gwen film, her key issues and variants are rapidly increasing. This first, oh my God, this first print to Edge of Spider-Verse 2 recently jumped to a fair market value of $1,100 for a 9.8. To now, where it hit an all-time new sale last week of $2,040. One of the books that joined it on its rise is this comic bug exclusive, which is listed as the fifth print in the um, Indica, I guess. It's sold by the Los Angeles comic shop during free comic book day in 2014, limited to 3,000 copies, with the black and white version limited to 1,500 copies. This week, the color version hit a high of $1,160 for a CGC 9.8, and the black and white hit a new high of $675. Um these are both considerable increases and should definitely only they be keeping keep on going. They're only going to grow. So Yeah, so sorry the the graphic is incorrect but the price is correct. It is 11 C and uh, Indica is something totally different auto uh than Indicia. <laughs> yeah, it's right. the, it's Indica Sativa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Indica yeah, yeah. is what the, there's a totally different uh, connotation with paper and indica. So it's in the, yes. the I believe it's Indicia Indicia And uh, I have this one for the longest time. I was like, "Ah, maybe it'd be worth something to see subsequent reprints. But, you know, for when Edge of Spider-Verse 2 really first came out, there was a few reprints that nobody really, you know, they paid a little bit more. But, man, you know what? Trying to break this out and go and get it slabbed, man. So so this this one was sitting around for a while. This was available. You could have got your hands on this for a few years without paying too much more than what was originally asked at the shop. So this was a sleeping giant. It was only a matter of time before it took off. This one has ridden that late print movement. Also, I think exclusive variants have gotten an increased kind of attention on the secondary market, starting to get a bit more respect. Yeah, I'm waiting for my Phantom variants and Ghost variants to go up. Remember, they were like one of the first online retailers to do variants. And I have... I think it's a silk one or a spider verse one where it's an homage to uh, ASM 300. Um, yep. And it was like, uh, I think it's, a, yeah, it's a ghost fan. Cause I remember they had a really cheesy logo of a ghost at the bottom of it. So, <laughs> so next on the list is edge of spider verse. Number two, the Sia William fifth print comic bug color variant only limited to 3000. So uh, you're doing good if you got that. So I'm one, I'm one down. Uh, out of these, so I'm at least I scored one. All right, I think uh, I think Jack may have this one. Yeah, yeah, oh. I think I think I may have that. That actually, that picture looks a little familiar, as a matter of fact. But this is the Invincible Number One Tyler Kirkham Whatnot Omni Man 
gold foil exclusive variant limited to 150 per, originally produced by image in 2013 this came out in 2021 and we've noticed that tyler kirkham whatnot invincible number one variant on a previous list that covers featured the bloody and beaten mark grayson aka invincible on the cover as he has steadily sold for high prices across covers well skybound whatnot and tyler kirkham partnered again to produce an omni-man set of covers which is once again selling for big numbers the rarest cover the gold foil is limited to 150 copies and sold for a new high sale of 1700 dollars for a raw copy this week cough cough <coughs> i think uh, um yeah i think i'm exp- supposed to be expecting one in the mail um yeah. my name's on the back of it so i was looking for one eventually you know yeah. I'm not going to throw any names around, Jack, but I I do believe I was promised one. But, you know, checks in the mail, as they say. Yeah, right? yeah uh, as they say. But, hey, listen, the check might be getting better. You know, you, you, you can read the tea leaves here. You know, we've par- partnered, certainly. I work for Whatnot, for those who are not aware. And uh, we've partnered with Skybound pretty deeply. This is obviously the second book. Um, kind of may have a series going here. So, you know, there, you, there may be more coming. Uh, but this, is, this has been a, a – kind of exciting to see Omni-Man take off just as much as uh, um, the Mark cover did. But I think coming off of the the animated series, Omni-Man was so popular um, with people who were just newly exposed to the property. Uh, I kind of had a feeling this cover was going to take off. I have off. to agree with you. Just they wait till they see what else happens to Omni-Man in the rest of the series. It's such a good series. He's such a great character. Yeah, it's such a, a big story. I mean, they just scratched the surface of Invincible. I mean, it goes really buck wild. Right. Uh, I mean, it gets it's a really big story. It's 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 world they he really does good world building with uh, Invincible. If you think you just know, you think you know the story. It goes on and on, and uh, they're going to be doing it. Can't wait for season two, man. Um, I just watched Super Crooks, man, and I thought that was absolutely fantastic on uh, Netflix. I, fi- yeah, I finally finished it. it. Now, that, that was a great anime, um, but, you know, uh, this is obviously on Amazon. So, Invincible number one, the Tyler Kirkham, whatnot, Omni-Man, gold foil, limited to only 150, 1700 for a raw dog. How you like them apples? All right. What do we got up next? All right, number seven here. We got My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number three. It's okay to put this down in the chat if you guys have it. Don't be be ashamed. This is good stuff. Uh, So Friendship is Magic, uh, number three. This is the uh, J. Scott Campbell Retailer Incentive. Finally, an entry for all you bronies out there. J. Scott (laughs) Campbell is immensely popular amongst comic book collectors. Many of these fans actively seek out to own every cover he produces, though there are many that are truly difficult to find. This My Little Pony cover was never considered to be one of those until it started drying up last year to the point today where one of the last copies on eBay sold for $100 raw. Yeah. Yeah. When we think of J. Scott Campbell, we think of, uh, how do I say this? Curvaceous <laughs> covers, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so for him to do... My Little Pony it just boggles my mind. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's a combination of bronies. You guys are out there that are collecting it. And I think J. Scott Campbell fans who are like, you know what? This is a rarity because normally he's all about the uh, the the buxom figure of a woman. Like if you think about his uh, black cat covers and all the other ones that he's done. I mean, so um, you know, somebody's like saying hot horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you, if you, I said before we got on that I was proud about this list because I have six books. 
this is one where I probably have 10 copies of this book. Look right. at that. Well, I expect that out. in the mail as well. All right. And thank you. Super, so. super proud to say it's that. It's a donkey show cover. You know, it was, well, this was one, <laughs> this was one when I noticed it for everything that TiVo just said, um, for I, the fact that it was more of a, a J. Scott Campbell um, fandom play, but I've also, I've always been really respectful of other people's fandoms. So no, I get teased. No, I'm not a brony, but at the same point, I understand that that community exists. And, it's a and, huge, yeah. And so once I saw this one, which plays into that community, but at the same time, if you're a J. Scott Campbell collector, this is probably one that you are not aware of um, or or one you don't see too often. And we know the nature of collectors. They've got to get them all like Pokemon. So it, this was when I started grabbing up. You used to be able to buy this book for like five bucks because because my little pony fans, they didn't know or care who J. Scott Campbell was. So yeah. it, it, it was in a box at a con. It was it was oftentimes still sitting there. Now that sucker is gone. But for yeah, the record, I have a short box full of My Little Pony variants, so I will sell anything. There you go. So <laughs> all the bro, hey, brony conventions are crazy things, man. There's a lot of them out there. So uh, never underestimate uh, fandom of any sort, especially if they find out there's a comic book that's hot. They all go out and snatch it up. So. My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Oh, issue number three. J. Scott Campbell for a hundred dollars. A raw dog, not bad at all. All right, Otto, what do you got next? All right, number oh, we like this one right here. It's She Hulk number fifty-eight. This is the Greg Horn one in fifty. Uh, Twenty twelve. This came out when Red She Hulk first appeared in Hulk fifteen in two thousand nine. She was instantly popular. Right by issue fifty-eight uh, of the She Hulk series, it was retitled the Red She Hulk. Um, for the first several issues, many of these variants had been exceptionally difficult to find starting with this greg horn one in 50 variant uh this variants dried up into collections over the past 10 years and rarely resurfaced for sales although one copy sold last week for a new high sale of 1100 for a cgc 9.8 i've never seen this book this is dope holy cow what am great. i doing wrong with my life damn it uh geez but uh i don't know i like my she hulk a little bit buffer you know what i mean i mean uh, this yeah. one is it's a bit more yeah uh, yeah I, I like the buffer green she hulk even when she's not like savage the version that you see now where she's like can barely speak uh but you know even you know when she's more bulked up but you know greg horn does his thing man so yeah. red she hulk number 58 one in 50 from 2012 we we, we talked about wow. this every week on the shaker show about in 2012 was uh somewhat of the dark ages of comics where print runs you know people we, people weren't buying as many comics as they are now so one in 50s you know one, yeah. well, how many shops are ordering 50 of of anything right to qualify for this uh, only the know. big shops like you know like uh, midtown and, th and places like that because nobody had 50 subscriptions of hulk Correct. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and I'm trying to remember in 2012 what if there was one of those weird qualifications where you had to like order 50 of something that didn't even have to do with Red She Hulk, right? To, I think to that's before from. that's before they started doing those required tier. No, okay, so this is basically order. It's really, yeah, it's, but you gotta look at it like, man, this is like this was the Hulk issue number 58. So you're talking way up in a run. They should have renumbered this to a number one if, for, if they really wanted to push this. You're talking about Red She Hulk, and then it's 50 copy incentive. Uh, you know, this this had all the makings of being a scarce book from day one. I remember this was really popular back in the old school Google Plus days. This was yep. a spec. This was a a speculator bet way back then. So it's cool to kind of see this one come to fruition. Yeah, I remember when Red Hulk came out, he was all the rage. I meant, uh, yep. I, I yeah, uh, I loved it. I had the uh, I forgot which cover it was. Um, 
yeah, for, I forget. I'm, I'm bad with my memory. But Red She Hulk number 58, the Greg Horn, 1 and 50 for 2012, breaking out $1,100 and a 9.8. Good for you. All right. This one is a weird one. Definitely, definitely. We're talking about Spider-Man 2099, number 35, from Marvel in 1995. And key comics at the intersection of Spider-Man, Venom, and the multiverse are enjoying explosion of interest as many roads converge around black suit Spider-Man and Venom's introduction into the MCU and the, spy- and the Spider-Verse characters such as Spider-Man 2099. Big keys like Marvel's superhero Secret Wars number 8, Amazing Spider-Man 252 and 365 appear on the cover price shakers list regularly these days. An original drawn page by Mike Zek from Secret Wars number 8 even sold for $3.36 million, bringing renewed aftermarket interest to the comic for which it was drawn. Well, here's a comic that has it all. Spider-Man 2099, number 35. The first appearance of Venom 2099 sold for a record high of $350 for a graded 9.8 this week. In this issue, Cron Stone, become first, uh, who first appears in the Punisher 2099 number one sleeper book, becomes Venom 2099 and battles Spider-Man 2099. The variant cover is also fantastic and a 9.8 sold in late December for $188.48. Collectors interested in this comic may also want to pick up the cool connecting cover from issue 36 in the series featuring both Venom 2099 and Spider-Man Yeah, I got that oh, yeah. connecting cover. That thing is great. It's a Jay Lee cover. It's really dope. Back when he was still doing that crazy 90s Jay Lee style. Yeah, I think any first 2099 is a good bet because I think they can do an animated universe of just 2099 titles. I really think so. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see post Spider-Verse if yeah. there's interest in that. That could be very well a conversation. Yeah. I, I would repeat Punisher twenty ninety nine is a sleeper book. It's it's a dollar everywhere. Yeah, with the horrible costume too. I don't do yeah. not dig that that costume no, that he has no, in but, that. But you you got. I mean, it, to to compare it to Venom, it would be like having the first appearance of Eddie Brock yeah. in that book. It's certainly not. Isn't there a Doom a Doom two thousand ninety nine as well? I'm trying there to is. That, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is. Yeah, that's the best studio yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think, you know, if Sony can work with Marvel to do a Doom, but, you know, there's sure enough enough Spider-Man and Venom stories to do a 2099 version. I mean, he's already been introduced. You know, if he does well into the, in that new movie, why not spin off into his own move to the Spider-Man 2099 film where they could just really flip the lid? I mean, we've seen crazier things already happen with Spider-Man into the uh, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So Spider-Man 2099, number 35, the Spider-Man 2000. 99 cover um yeah so next up on the list you was a when this book came out there was some controversy about it and uh interesting to see this book pop back on here oh yeah this is a great one uh spider woman number one the uh, milo uh manara one in 50 variant from 2014 the spider-man or excuse me the spider woman number one variant cover from famed artist artist milo manara is one of the more controversial ones released by Marvel Comics. Critics note the blatant sexualization of the character, while his defenders say that it is unfair to criticize Minara for creating art that was and is definitive of his style. Of course, what Marvel uh, expected by hiring such an artist to begin with. Regardless, collectors are definitely interested in obtaining copies. This particular variant recently saw a record CGC 9.8 sale of $610 
and $695, respectively. There are currently no raw copies for sale through the usual outlets. Um, and I, the only wow. thing I have close to this is I actually have the Penthouse comic uh, magazine that this is an homage to. Um, he did uh, look it up, Penthouse, uh, Penthouse Comics, Milo Manara, and there's a character he does in that almost exact same pose. Um, and uh, and it was it was uh, and so I'm gonna say this is an homage cover that he homaged himself. Uh, so. Great list, Spider-Man number one, the Milo Manara, one in 50 from 2014. You don't see this book anywhere in the wild. I, no. Any shows or anything, you don't see them anywhere at all. But uh, don't go anyway, boys and girls. We're going to be right back after our word from our sponsor, Mice Labs, and we're going to see what's shaking today. Tired of paying 10%, 15% or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does 1% sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards, sealed wax, and now slab comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. And speaking of MySlabs, they're doing a Hulk 180 giveaway. You can win wow. a Hulk... 180 8.5 all you have to do is follow my slabs underscore comics on instagram like and share the post and the winner must have a my slabs account i think the contest runs to february 15th i will drop a link directly to that post in the live chat so uh but if you're on instagram just look it up this post was about from six days ago so just follow my slabs underscore comics on instagram like share all that good stuff and uh, have a my slabs account and you can win this here bad boy as well so well, let's go see what's shaking today boys and girls and see how the marketplace is shaking things up today if they if they, as the kids say uh hold on look at this look how fast i am now i'm amazing i like how they worded that first ever appearance of wolverine on last page i mean that doesn't get any more politically correct i don't know what does man oh yeah. my God. <laughs> all right let's go you ask me yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. that's it's, what it says on the labels too i think so yeah yeah Cameo versus first appearance. It's whatever the market dictates. So there you go. But yeah, go follow him on Instagram and uh, get a chance to win that. I'll take that bad boy. All right. Let's look at top 10. Uh, oh, I have two of these, three of these actually. But these are the movers, most units sold. I just sent this Moon Knight off to get slabbed too, by the way. I I, I, I should have sent my Darth Vader too, but I don't know. I'm still holding off on seeing a black chrysanthemum to see what uh, chrysanthemum, as the, <laughs> we say. All right. So these are the shakers for today. Oh, I got one of them. I got my Hulk on there, Avengers. Of, um, okay. Look at this. Uh, this, you know. This is a raw dog that sold for seven grand. <sighs> this is one of the last affordable dog. Marvel keys. Too. Used to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember you can get it like a 3.5 or for like like two grand, three oh, grand. I, I remember when I was working at Torpedo, we had copies of these all over and nobody cared. Like everybody yeah. was ignoring Daredevil. Yeah. A highest known value from was March 31st, 2020, 250 grand. Ooh, dog. Or 9.8, which is interesting because you never. You never mm -hmm. see 9.8s of these Silver Age books. Like they they never they never exist. It's impossible yeah. to see 9.8s of this. Always 9.6s. Can't have a Shaker's List without Star Wars book. First appearance of Ahsoka Tano outside Jeez. Star Wars canon. Uh, somewhere Justin is smiling from grin ear to ear. 
because uh, uh, graded 9.6, not even a 9.8, sold for $4,414. Wow. Let's see what the highest known value. 9.8, 16 grand, boys and girls. That is the power of Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Just look at the how the uh, Wookiee and a, and uh, Dr. Afra dominated our top 10 list by just, and if you've, I don't want to spoil anything, but at the end of uh, the book of Boba Fett yesterday, there was a particular theme song they played right at the end, which Love tells it. me somebody is coming if you paid attention. So that is going to be incredible when, if that actually does happen. Uh, look at that. Hmm. Somebody's buying up uh, some Silver Surfer books. Maybe waiting for heroes? Galactus. Waiting for Silver Surfer and Galactus books to explode. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Uh. So first print Silver Surfer, uh, two thousand and a three point five. I have a seven point oh. Um. I actually. I have an eight point five. And wow. I, you bastard. And I have a. <laughs> I have this also. Actually, mine are almost linear from 49, 48 and forty nine. Seven. One is a seven one's a seven point oh. One's a seven point five. So, uh, you go. Dis- love it. Yeah. Full disclosure. I heard from two independent sources that there's a project, uh, coming from um, Marvel called Galactus and his Heralds. Um, love it. And it was interesting when I heard it from one person. But when I heard from a second person who knows nothing about comic books, but they work for a separate company that works in Hollywood, and they said, and they, you know, basically told their father, hey, does Galactus mean anything to you? <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, there, there's some type of working title called Galactus and his Heralds. And then there was another source that backed that up. So, um, yeah. I don't know if it's a Galactus origin story. It could be a way to introduce Silver Surfer as well. So there's two ways to look at that. Um, ah, this is one of my favorite favorite covers of all time. Just classic. Oh yeah, classic. Um, is this this is the reprint too? It, it, oh, that's the, uh, the the golden record. Yeah, this, this is the golden record reprint book. This needs yeah. to. I feel that this book is so undervalued. I know it's I super think all, expensive, but still. Yeah, this and the Journey into Mystery Golden Records reprint. I think all those are starting to pick up because you know people are getting priced out of the regular versions. But I'm at nine ninety five for raw. Let's see what the. I mean, even for the original, I think it's still undervalued. It's expensive, yeah. Yeah. but the original is still undervalued. I mean, because it's still it's still an old book. I mean, uh, three thousand eight hundred four thirty eight hundred dollars for nine point eight for the Golden Records reprint. Um, hey, we were just talking about She Hulk, man. I was telling you, this is, this is the, I like She Hulk like this. Boom. Yeah. I think one of Stanley's last creations, if I yep, can absolutely. recall. Correct. Yeah. You're absolutely right. First appearance of She-Hulk, a nine point eight. That is grossly undervalued to me. Um eleven twelve hundred for a nine point eight. That plenty seems... of plenty of meat on that bone still. Oh yeah. As soon as it's 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 like they need to see a live action trailer for then people for people to believe that she's coming. That's basically how you guys work. Here's one's interesting. Look at this. Good old comic cavalcade. Oh, those are fun books. Yeah, hold on. Either my internet's slow or cover price is slow right now. Could be both. Everybody's on cover price right now looking at these. Come mm-hmm. on. Come to daddy. There we go. Uh, this is the comic cavalcade. A galaxy of America's greatest comics featuring Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and The Flash. $7.99 for a raw comic from DC. Claus in the bed? It looks like it. Yeah, they're being his elves. Trying to and they, yeah, they're yeah, making yeah, toys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not just have the Flash make all the toys? He could do it faster than everybody, right? Everybody else just, just relax. Yeah, and and uh, Green Lantern can't do anything with wood. So why is he over there working on that? Sled? Oh, look at the big brand. That's some that's some geek points right there, man. <laughs> uh, look at this classic. Yeah, my yeah. something is slow. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. 
But look at that second that second appearance of Iron Man right there. Yeah. Look at that, sport, that sports almanac. Uh, we were kind of talking about earlier about going back into time and buying comic books. And that sports almanac is from the uh, uh, Back to the Future movies. Hold they on. did the same thing. Why is... Uh, is it's cover price slow for you guys too? Or is it just my connection? Uh, I'm not even on it at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Did, did I break the cover price website? By, there we go. It's a little slow. Checking my own connection. Uh, classic, classic. Um, who's who was the model again? She was Louise was it, Simonson. Yeah, Louise Simonson Louise is, ah. is who they modeled her after. That's so um, cool. I didn't know yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, it, she talks about that. If you ever get yeah, a chance to meet her, in her, and yeah, a lot of her interviews, she says, you know, she was the model that they used for this back in the day in 1971. Uh, so Louise was smoking hot back then, boy. Six eighty three for a raw dog. Not bad at all. And a great comic book writer. Yep. Um, yeah, what she did with, uh, remember, was it X Factor? Louise yep. Simonson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Mutants for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. You know, I got to bring this book up. I know. I, there I you love go. this cover. Absolutely that love this cover. Right there, I got two of them. Uh, first Doctor Strange Solar Series, 7.5, 760. 10 grand for a 9.8. Holy cow. I can remember when this was only like a 9.8 was a $1,000 book, 10.50 or something along those lines. So, uh, Good Lord have mercy. Speaking of Sports Almanac, let's take a look at this. This is the Back to the Future variant, I do believe. Um, uh, and it features Grace yeah. Sports Almanac, 600 and graded 9.2. We were just asking about – so we had this conversation, and, and you guys chime in in the live chat, and, and what would be the ramifications if you can go back in time and buy comics and think about the ripple effect that that would have caused. I mean, Gabe said – well, what if Kevin Feige never bought a, his Fantastic Four number one because we went and snatched them all up where he bought them from? <laughs> or like uh, if we bought, if we went back and we bought like a bunch of Amazing Fantasy 15s right off of the newsstand or whatnot, and then all of a sudden, you know, in real time, they would have disappeared off people's collections. And also think about this. If you travel back in time to buy comic books, make sure you have the right currency. You have to get currency for that time period. So if you go back to the year <laughs> 1950, make sure you have dollar bills from 1950. Or if you, you know, I'm just, I thought about this because I'm building a time machine as we speak. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, uh, here, this is cool. I think it is. Transformers number 80. Anybody know, is this the first appearance of that Junkion? Is that the Junkion Samurai guy? Junkion? Or why? 9.8 for $600? Whoa. Any Transformers experts in the house? Can you tell me what the... Uh, the uh... Number 80 in a four-issue limited series. Look at the top. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. It's like it kept on going and going and yeah. going. Maybe just because it's the last issue, maybe? I don't know. No, Look, the last issue is like a... I thought it was like 110 or something. Well, oh, really? no, that's G.I. Okay. Joe that was. Maybe that's yeah, G.I. Joe. Was. That's a hard issue to find, too. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody... Yeah, last, last in series, huh? Okay, maybe. I'll go with that. You know, maybe so, but yeah. Um, I like the Defenders last issue ever too. That one's a cool cover, as well as the Marvel team up last issue. I like that one as well. So, you know, that's just another part of side collecting that people do. And we always got to do pre-code horror on here. Look at this. Love this stuff. Wonder parents were like, Yeah, I can't have little Timmy reading these books when he was six years old. (laughs) Good lord. Uh, this is Crime Suspense Stories, number 16 from uh EC. Number Good twenty-two God. is my grail. I want to. I want to cramp suspense uh, stories twenty-two more than anything. I'm five hundred. S- well, let's look at it. Let's go at uh, twenty sixteen. Hold on, seventeen. 
You know, you can just click on the little arrows here, boys and girls, giving you a quick and dirty tutorial. Look at that uh, when they're getting drowned under the water. These covers were ridiculous. It's oh. so great. Look at this. I love, I would love this. Just, just the history s- behind this. Is and that what they did the Wolverine cover from? It is, yeah. Just the history behind this and like uh, William Gaines, the, uh, the, the owner and publisher of EC, going in front of Congress all jacked up on meth trying to defend his comic book. <laughs> it's great. It's just a well, great historic thing in there. Your grail is $5,400 and a 5.5 that just sold like five days ago. I can make it happen. There you go. Make it happen, Cap'n. And we need proof of life on Instagram too, by the way, if, when you yeah. do do it. So you know, all right. But damn, yeah, it's gonna take a lot mark- of lot of uh, uh, type old negative blood to get that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, go to the Vader when you go down. I just realized I found this in one of the long boxes that I was digging through. I was so happy I bought. Oh, the Alex Ross one. Oh, yeah. I love this. One. Let's see if it's noted on here yet. Yep, first appearance of Black Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum is that what they say? Uh, Five twenty-five for nine point eight. This is of course the Alex Ross one at fifty. There's a black. There's a pencil sketch variant too. Yeah, I'll go down to the really? bottom where you can see yeah. all the variants here. Uh, you referring to this one? Yep. Yeah, there's a blank. Remember, oh. they, remember when there used to be blanks every month? You rarely ever see blank covers anymore. It's kind of, uh, kind of a sad state because you know people got blank covers for you know commissions, and you know you can't go to many cons anymore, so there's not many of them. But good God, how many variants were there for this? Oh, there was, there was a lot. Tw- Twenty-five. This was a great I, one too. This was a yeah. good story. Adi Granoff. I have the regular first print. Um, let me see that the black and white one. Let me see this one. This one is dope too. I think the comics pro like uh, incentive. Yeah. yeah, look at that one. Just, That's a tough one to get. That's another one of those ones that they handed out to retailers if you went to if you were signed up for that uh, that kind of event. There's some pretty great. Yeah, there's some pretty great covers on here. I used to have. I used to, I used to collect all the action figure variants. Uh, I mean, now I mean, you know, surprised that uh, nobody's jumping on this one because you know John Tyler Christopher and you know that. But uh, we'll see. Now I love the key, uh, the connecting Scotty Young variants he did for these. Where is that one? Which one is uh, uh, this one? Right, right there. Yeah, because he did one for uh, Star Wars and another one for Princess Leia. So it was like a three connecting cover. No, yeah. really. Okay. Yeah. The most unique Star Wars cover I had was the one done by Sergio Aragonis. You remember that? He actually did a cover for Star Wars, and I saw him at a show, and I actually had him sign him. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, Sergio Aragonis. He doesn't charge for signatures, and he'll he'll just talk you up. He's a, such a cool guy. I think I saw him at WonderCon the last time I was there. Um, here is a Journey in a Mystery book, but it's not the one you want. This is 89. Still good, though. Thor's origin story retold. 535. Good Lord have mercy. I always thought about sending this one in to get graded, too, man. First solo I have appearance. One. I have one sitting at CGC right now. Yeah. Uh, first appearance of Moon Knight in a solo series. 510 for Raw. Okay. Now I get, definitely got to get it graded. <laughs> yeah, for a Raw, 500 bucks. Yeah, it's worth grading. Jeez. Oh, man. Now I got to find them. Damn it. Oh, jeez. Um, here you go. This is gnarly, too. Uh, quality comics, the man who died twice. Good Lord have mercy. Spine tingling tales of, susp- of mystery and suspense. That is that is like the stuff of nightmares. If I was like a kid and saw this, I would be like, look at how crazy. First appearance of the shocker. No, I'm just kidding. Remember that movie? Uh, what was that movie with the guy that uh, they tried to the, kill? Was it, was it called Shocker? Yeah. Called the shocker. yeah. And he, like, he turned into electricity. He went through like everybody's like wires and come out of like the electrical tubes and stuff. Yeah, yeah that is hilarious. Um, look at this. Here's some more. We love, I love seeing these old covers from 1944 look at that jumbo comics 
uh, action, Jumbo Comics number 66. Just anything Golden Age or Rare Silver Age, EC, pre-code horror, just get it. it, it people yeah. are, what, what, what disposable incomes are definitely on a nostalgia kicks right now. That seems um, to be the next step after everybody kind of picks up their, their, their modern bronze, Silver Age keys. They start going to like the pre-code horror. They start yeah. checking that stuff off the list. And it's great. There's, there's a lot of great stuff. There's a book out there everybody could check out called uh, The Tencent Plague. It's an actual book book, like a prose book, and it's all about that era of comics and like the book burnings and the trials. It's it's, it's oh, really it's crazy. cool. Like comic book is Seduction of the Innocent, right? Yep. Uh, so there this is the speculation, I guess, that some people think that they're wrong on is the they thought that Ethan Hawke was gonna be the Sun King. Um, so this is the first appearance of the Sun King. Uh, I think there's still a chance. I, I, I think Harrow is a misdirection. I don't think Marvel will purposely put his name and subtitles on a trailer, you know, you know, because Marvel is famously known for like digitally altering things in their trailers and not give away too much. So I think maybe he's not that character because that character Harrow, uh, I forgot his first name. He appeared in one comic and died. So uh, talk about obscure. Uh, it's one of those uh, one of those things. First appearance, first and death in the same comic. Uh, more Moon Knight on here. Look at this one. First and only appearance of Doctor Hoth. Speak of the devil. This is his first appearance, Doctor Harrow. <laughs> first and only appearance of Doctor Arthur Harrow. Four hundred five dollars from nine point six. So um, wow. Who knows? I think there's still maybe meat on those bones uh, if you if you have them. Also, I would think uh, Mr. Uh, I think, is it a Dark Avengers cover where the first appearance of that version of Moon Knight where, it, what is he called, Mr. Moon Knight or something? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But, oh, I have it. It's a white cover. Um, yeah, it's a Secret Avengers cover. And they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're in like all walking snow. walking away from the city. Yeah, they're walking yeah, away from the city. Yeah. I just looked at it. Oh, this is dope. I like this. We live from Aftershock Comics 2020, the Inaki Miranda NYCC Metal variant that is dope 390 for 9.8 so there's a while there metal variants were all the rage um you know i don't know about now though um there's been i just found i have the first uh, issue of this but this is the uh adam hughes version when marvel rebooted i had the original uh miracle man from i forgot it was it Eclipse, Eclipse comics, Eclipse, yeah, Eclipse yeah. comics. Yeah, I just found it in my boxes when I was gonna go through what I wanted to get graded, and of course, you know, Boba Fett is hot right now. Come on, come on. First appearance of Boba Fett, first full comic appearance of Yoda too. So an eight point oh for three forty one, double five grand appearance. for nine point six. No, my goodness, Oof. missed the boat on that one. Yeah, you and I both, man. I love um, that Adam that uh, Art Adams Scarlet Witch right there. He draws the best. Yeah, I had this somewhere. Ever. Yeah. By the way, this is a great story if you ever read it. It's a 12 issue maxi series, The yeah. Avengers Children's Crusade, one of my favorite stories of the modern era. Yeah, well, that's the follow up to the Avengers. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It, yeah, they reprinted it in trade recently. Yeah, it is a great read if uh and I think a precursor if they do a young Avengers story, they could definitely do um, the Children's Crusade story uh, with the, and you know, what really drew me, I'm a huge Jim Chung fan and in the Eternals art in there, Jim Chung absolutely just kills it. Uh, one last book. Look at that. More weirdness. Tales of fantasy and suspense. Phantoms of reality. The ship of death. Cremation of evil. Puppet pulls the strings. Good Lord. That's a lot of mouthful. I like so how the skulls kind of uh, lay out the, uh, the, the pathway to the house. 
Oh yeah. That so she can't gnarly. be mad that she's getting chased by a zombie. There's plenty of warning right there that that <laughs> Exactly. All right, boys and girls. So I uh, hope wow. you uh, enjoyed the Shakers list. That was a very unique list, and uh, hope you scored like Jack did, six out of ten. <coughs> cough, yeah. mail, <coughs> cough, cough, mail, mail. Uh, <laughs> just subtle hints there. All right, boys and girls, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back. I'll be back on Sunday for Letters and Long Box with Mikey Sutton, where we're going to answer your viewer questions and have some more uh, cannonballs and scoops for you. So it'll be Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Otto, any last words? No, I'm glad I was able to join in tonight. You know what I mean? We got the, the three bald men and TiVo in the house. That was fantastic. Uh, check out Three Men in the Basement tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. We've got a huge, huge event announcement that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, we've got our friends from Spineworks and Capture Collectibles joining us. So tomorrow night's going to be a great show. Three Men in the Basement, 8 o'clock. Can't wait to is see it, everybody there. So Does it have to do with your an interview with certain somebody? No, or, no, can, no. That's next we, week. That's next week. Why don't you um, promote that? So if you guys don't know, I've been working with um, a new YouTube channel called the Steve and Samino Podcast. Gabe knows them. Yep. Last night, yep. Last night we interviewed Steve Englehart for almost an hour and ten minutes, and it was absolutely fantastic. And that will be dropping next Wednesday at eight o'clock on the Steve and Samino podcast. So go check that out. And he talks about Marvel greatness and how the seventies were truly what the seventies were about. Okay, so you got. If you don't know, really Steve good. is the giant buff bald headed guy that works at CGC Comics. Our torpedo, uh, torpedo. torpedo. Yep. Excuse me, yep. torpedo. And Samino is Roy Thomas's manager, correct? John Samino is Roy Thomas's manager, um, and myself and Roger and Three Metal Basement have been helping him out. And they are just comic book historians. There's no speculative talk. It's all deep, deep comic book stories from Bronze Age to Silver Age. They did a deep dive into an amazing Avengers run. They talked about Nova. So please check it out if you want to hear great backstories from true collectors. So good stuff. Thank you. I And I actually had Otto ask him about uh, Special Marvel Edition number 15. So Yes, very interesting. Uh, Steve Englehart is the co-creator of Shang-Chi. So yeah. uh, peep that out. Uh, Jack, any last words? Oh, no, appreciate everybody. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely highlight of the week coming on here and rocking with you guys. I appreciate it, brother. Gabe, any last words? Yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to all my other uh, bald and uh, four-eyed <laughs> brothers on the show. Uh, so if you guys want to follow me, you can hit me up on Instagram, Gabe Loves 90s Comics. And I also am a seller on Whatnot, and that's under Ninja Comics. So hit me up there, see what's up. You can chit-chat and all that kind of fun stuff. You may see me doing some whatnot stuff soon. Uh, I don't know. I may be what? doing some uh, stuff or whatnot. You know, I'm selling comics or maybe just talking, you know, because uh, there's a live stream and uh, we can do some stuff. So you never know, man. You never know what uh, man idea. TiVo and Lords pop up on a whatnot. And you'll be like, whatnot? What the hell? Anyway, but uh, for uh, Mr. Bolo, Gabe Loves 90 Comics, Otto from the Grotto. This is TiVo. Wish you having a great weekend. I'll see you Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific for the Letters of the Long Box. Remember, go back to the video we did on Thursday if you have a question for Mikey and I and uh, post it in the comment section and we'll uh, get to it. But uh, till next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes and peace out. Bondage. In this, you shall know that the Lord is a thing.
great hall of the Justice League. There are assembled the world's five greatest heroes. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. When it comes, I won't even notice. Oh, how so? I'll be too busy looking good. You can't understand.